The Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 to get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. We're also brought to you by the SGPN store and their big Cyber Monday sale. Uh, save 20% off everything in the store for one day only. That's this Monday using code CYBER, S-Y-B-E-R, at store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. And welcome in to the Fantasy Football Podcast presented by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am your host, Justin Bruni. As you can see, I'm going live from the dungeon that is my office today. Going to be riding solo. I had a very good uh, holiday, very good Thanksgiving. Had family coming and visit. I did have a guest uh, that got cut off with some family stuff as well. So I'll be uh, riding solo today. But we've got the good stuff for you as usual. We're going to be going through some tight races at each position for some starter sit questions. Of course, I'll be looking to take some uh, start sit questions from the Discord and from the chat as well. So I encourage all of you to, you know, toss your questions in. Excuse me, getting a little too close and personal to the camera there. Too much of the, too much of the meat market. No worries. Uh, but yeah, let's dig right in here. We're gonna just uh, come right out of the gate with some starter sit questions, rolling through each each position. And then at the back end of the show, uh, we'll cover just some fantasy totals, some over-under picks. So let's dive into the first one here. Uh, we've got Derek Carr at Seattle or Trevor Lawrence at Baltimore. It's a pretty close race. Uh, fantasy Pros has this one as Carr uh, quarterback 15 and Trevor Lawrence at quarterback 13. The matchups are pretty similar, actually. Uh, Seattle is allowing the uh, 12th most fantasy points to the uh, quarterback position. And uh, conversely, the Ravens are allowing the 14th most uh, passing um, uh, fantasy points, excuse me, uh, to the quarterback position. Baltimore has also allowed the eighth most passing yards uh, to opposing quarterback uh, opposing quarterbacks. Derek Carr has actually looked you know, pretty decent the past couple of weeks. Uh, he has uh, two passing touchdowns in at least three games, but I'm kind of feeling that he's going to revert from that a bit. I feel like he might have a slower week. I do like the game flow in that game up against uh, Seattle. Seattle's defense really is more like mid-tier against the quarterback position in general. Trevor Lawrence going up against Baltimore. I like the game flow even more so uh, in that matchup because I'm trusting Lamar Jackson and company to score a lot of points. I'm feeling that the Jaguars will either be neck and neck with the Ravens throughout this game or they could go down early and be chasing points. They are playing at home, so that will lend favor to the Jaguars. Um, but in this race specifically, I think that Trevor Lawrence has the safer floor. I have him at quarterback 14, and I have Derek Carr at quarterback 18. Raiders offense, just been uh, a tough trust this season in general. But like I said, Derek Carr has been looking good the past few weeks. I'm betting that he's going to revert from that. The last time he threw for three touch or he threw for at least two touchdowns in three games, excuse me, he reverted to a dud. And that was in week, I believe, let me pull it up here, I have it saved. Yeah, he performed really well in weeks one, two, and three of this season. And then he went into Denver and laid an egg. Uh, after that, two, one passing touchdowns in weeks five and seven after the bye. 
And then in week eight, he had another dud, no passing touchdowns. And since then, he's looked really good. He's had at least 20 completions in each game. But again, I'm just kind of betting to him for him to revert against this. He did have a nice uh, game last week up against Denver when he didn't play very well up against them early in the season. But I am getting off of him uh, this week if I can afford it. Like I said, Derek Carr, higher ceiling. Trevor Lawrence, safer floor. So, you know, go with that information as you will. Maybe you're behind by a lot of points after Thursday, after that three-game slate, and you need more upside in your quarterback pick. I may lean towards Derek Carr in that sense. We got some questions coming in in the chat. I appreciate you all. Uh, should I trade Chase, Higby, and Godwin for Chubb, Cooper, and DK Metcalf? That is quite the haul. Jamar Chase looking like he could take the field this week, looking like he's going to be back. Hig Higby and Godwin. They're definitely lesser so right now than Cooper and Metcalf. So I feel like I lean that side still. It's I think the Chubb, Cooper, and Metcalf side is uh, better here for the rest of the season. We don't know what we're going to get out of Jamar Chase post-injury, uh, post his uh, hip injury return. Higby, highs, lows, highs, lows. We're constantly battling those from week to week. Not sure who's going to be there at the quarterback position for the rest of the season. I have felt like Stafford has been battling an injury all year. And Godwin, he gets good volume, just not great efficiency in that Tampa offense. Love Chubb and Cooper with Deshaun Watson coming back next week for week 13. And DK Metcalf has been very reliable. So, yeah, I'm not sure the format, if it's if it's PPR or, you know, what your roster is looking like. But, yes, I do like that side. Chubb, Cooper, and Metcalf much more than I like the, the side that you're giving up. So I think that's a good move. We've got Liam in the chat. Appreciate you, Liam. Uh, we've got start one, Lat Murray, uh, Isaiah Pacheco, DJ Moore, Juju, or Hollywood. Oh, that is tough. That is tough, brother. Um, so let's let's get off of let's get off of Hollywood. Let's get off of DJ, and let's try to narrow the conversation to Murray, Pacheco, and Juju. I'm going to go ahead and take Murray out of there as well. I'm just not a big advocate of Denver Broncos this season. We're going to get to some Cortland Sutton talk here soon, where tip of the hand i'm not i'm not favoring Cortland sutton this week so pacheco or juju i think those are the picks here as long as juju is healthy i think he's the pick but i think pacheco also has a safe floor in this offense that is just thriving for some type of change of pace at the running back position but i think i still like juju the most i see you in the chat mentioning that it's half ppr that typically lends more favor to the running back position but Juju is looking really good when healthy uh, recently with Patrick Mahomes. I think he is the pick here. Again, as long as he's checking all the healthy boxes on Sunday, uh, come tomorrow, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely down with it. Uh, come back into our um, our Sunday preview tomorrow. We'll have the whole gang here. Uh, we'll get uh, maybe some updates from Sebastian Fearon, our fantasy football doc, and maybe he can kind of break down a little bit further, like how much more we should be trusting Juju. Uh, but he's definitely the pick for me here. I, I would go with Juju out of that bunch, but that's a good problem to have. That's a, that's a, a good group of guys to you know throw into your last starting spot. So you, you're probably in a good position right now this season, or at least you know going into the the last couple of weeks of our fantasy regular season. Uh, full point PPR need an RB and a flex. Appreciate appreciate you, Richard. We've got Samaje P, P Ryan, Paris Campbell, or Latavius Murray. I believe I have Campbell and P Ryan in a start sit question coming up here later in the show. So good interesting take there. Lat Murray, Paris Campbell, P Ryan. Might be tipping my hand again here, but I like Paris Campbell. He's been a nice change of pace player uh, for that Indianapolis Colts offense that, again, has uh, been another team just looking for that thriving piece uh, that can offer you a safe floor week in and week out. I don't trust the Broncos offense. I, I don't trust them as far as I can throw them. And Samaj P. Ryan, 
while he's going to get a lot of volume this week with Joe Mixon out, that Tennessee defense is just too, too good up against the run game. I believe they've allowed the second fewest rushing yards. They've only allowed one, just one rushing touchdown to the running back position this year. I understand if you need to start Samaj P. Ryan this week, if you have Joe Mixon out and you needed to go out and be aggressive to fill that hole on your roster, if it's a flex position, you probably have other options. You probably have guys that you may be able to even pick up today or tomorrow that will be trending in good directions with other injuries that will come at, you know, the final 13th hour of uh, pre-week thir- or pre-week 12 action, excuse me. All right, I'm going to get back to my list here. My next one up, we have Jeff Wilson Jr. versus Houston or James Conner versus the Chargers. It's a very tight race here. Uh, you've got two very good matchups. The Texans are allowing the most rushing yards on the ground to opposing running backs. And you have the Chargers who are allowing the second most. It's really about which narrative and which offense you're going to trust more. And I think it's a little bit easier than we might think. It's It's got to be the Dolphins, right? It's got to be Jeff Wilson and the Dolphins, Raheem Mostert. If he is not already out, he has to be trending in a good direction to not be playing much. Um, maybe I can get an update on that here while we're rolling through some of these other questions in the chat. James Conner and the Cardinals, I just trust a little bit less. Uh, You know, if you have both of these guys, then yeah, sure, you're going with Wilson. But in a lot of scenarios, I still feel like you're going to feel good about starting James Conner in a very juicy matchup up against the Chargers' weak rushing defense. Uh, But between the two, I have them very close. I have Wilson at running back 15 this week. I have Conner at running back 17. So you're splitting hairs there between the two. Fantasy Pros has them at uh, uh, RB 14 in favor of Wilson and RB 16 in favor of Connor. Again, I just think the matchup is just too good uh, for Wilson, especially with the potential of uh, Mostert being banged up, being potentially out of this game. Again, I'll try to find a, an update here shortly. Um, but yeah, Wil- Wilson for me is in a good scenario just because one, the game flow for the Dolphins, they could go up big and Wilson could benefit from an extra handful of carries in that type of slow it down, park the bus, garbage time type of game flow. Whereas with Connor, I do trust that that game will be more competitive. And I feel like he could have, you know, a reliable role. It's just that there are some other weapons there as well, right? Like I know D-Hop has been banged up a little bit. Uh, Someone was asking about uh, Hollywood Brown coming back. So they do have a lot of positives in that offense and a lot of other weapons. Uh, With Wilson, I feel like once they get into that park the bus mode, you know, I feel like, you know, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, they're going to get a little bit less work and he could have some more opportunity. All right, Liam, back in with another question. We've got Herbert, Deshaun, RBs, our CMC. Oh, this is just the, the whole roster here that you were you were asking about. Oh, rate, rate one to 10, excuse me. Uh, Kyrene, you know, maybe a little bit lesser than. Yeah, you're hurting definitely at running back. You're really good at receiver and you have a great situation at quarterback and you have Mark Andrews. So I'd give it a seven or an eight. Not bad. You know, you got some you got some work to do to finish out the season, uh, maybe at the running back position. Uh, let's see. Oh, you're also recapping your team as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, man, you have a deep roster here. So getting off of any of these like smaller pieces, uh, I'm really good with it. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, let's see. We're going to go into a quick read here uh, with WinBet and we'll be right back after this. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. 
be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During the WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet from boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today and receive a special offer. Bet 100, win 100. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. And our Cyber Monday sale is offering 20% off everything in the merch store using promo code CYBER. It's go to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. It's one day only. Um, something that I would look out for, ask me about my third leg. Third leg, excuse me. Shorts, t-shirts, hoodies. We've got all the good stuff for you. Come, come ride with us. Um, let me get some more questions in the chat if we can. Definitely want to help you guys out as we roll through uh, some week 12 action here. I'll just getting my notes pulled back up. Give me one second. All right, so our next question here, like I'd mentioned, I'd peeped the Denver Broncos. We're looking at Cortland Sutton at Carolina or Alan Lazard uh, at the Eagles. Cortland Sutton has a pretty good matchup here. The Card or Cardinals, Carolina, excuse me, is top 10 in most receptions and most receiving yards allowed to the wide receiver position. And Sutton did look good with Judy out. It doesn't look like Judy's trending in a good direction here, and he could be a focal part of that offense again this week. But again, I am not trusting my Denver Broncos options. I do favor Alan Lazard in this position. Uh, He is my wide receiver 26 this week. I have Cortland Sutton at wide receiver 28. Uh, that's a little bit lower or no, it's exactly on with the public fantasy pros has him at 28 as well. You know, for me, it's just tough to trust Russell Wilson. I like this matchup for Sutton, but he's not someone that I'm just like urging to get into my lineups. Right. I just feel like, you know, that floor could, or that rug could get pulled out, um, at any minute for the Denver Broncos. I was starting to trust Jerry Judy. He was someone that I was putting into my lineups and he got hurt on the first play uh, a couple of weeks ago. So not feeling good about this offense. I'm trying to get off of Sutton. I'm trying to get off of Jerry Judy. And don't get me wrong, the Eagles are like not a great matchup up against wide receivers in fantasy. They're top 10 in the other direction. They're top 10 in fewest receiving yards allowed. They're top 10 in fewest receptions allowed to wide receivers. So, Justin, why are you picking Alan Lazard over Cortland Sutton this week? Well, Alan Lazard hasn't gone multiple games without scoring a touchdown. You know, this is the longest stretch for him this season. Well, I guess it's tied, I should say, for the longest stretch. Um, let's see. Week one, didn't score a touchdown, didn't play. Weeks two and three, scored a touchdown, didn't score one in week four. Then scored uh, in, what is it, five in week six. Again, week seven and eight, didn't score a touchdown. Followed that up with a week nine touchdown up against the Detroit Lions. No, no touchdowns in week 10, no touchdowns in week 11. I am betting him to score. Heck, I'll take him right now to score a touchdown in week 12 and 13. This week, he's got the Eagles. Next week, he's got the Bears. I expect him to have an active role. He's coming off a season-high 11 targets up against the Tennessee Titans, where he hauled in five catches for 57 receiving yards. While that production 
isn't world beating. It's it's not blowing your hair back by any means. You know, that's still really uh, desirable production and someone that I'm willing to chase into week 12, even over someone like Cortland Sutton, who has some high perceived value this week. Uh, next up, we're moving over to the tight end position. Always rough and rowdy. Uh, give me one second here. Responding to something. We got Jawan Johnson at San Francisco or Hayden Hurst at Tennessee. Jawan Johnson is Fantasy Pro's tight end 15 this week. He is my tight end nine. Yeah, that's right. Moving him up the board. And this is another situation where you're you're like scratching your head like, uh, Justin, have you, have, has anyone told you that, you know, the San Francisco 49ers are pretty good up against tight ends? Like they get the job done. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, I have them the, in notes. I just have San Francisco are tight end slayers. I'll pull up some, you know, more objective numbers <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the moment here. So to the tight end position, who is allowed the fewest amount of receptions? 49ers are top 10. They've only allowed 43 in comparison, the Cardinals have allowed the most at 79 this season. Receiving yards, 332 for the San Francisco 49ers, the fewest allowed to the tight end position. In comparison, the Cardinals have allowed 862. If, if you haven't caught, that's a good that's a good matchup for, for tight ends. Receiving touchdowns, the San Francisco 49ers are again top 10. They've only allowed two. There are only a few teams that have allowed less. The Commanders with two. Falcons, Browns, Cowboys, Saints with one receiving touchdown allowed to tight ends and the Jets and Bills have allowed zero. So on paper, it doesn't look great. But then you look at what Juwan Johnson has been doing and he's been absolutely fantastic. He has five receiving touchdowns in his last five games. He's a I wouldn't say a, a overconfident start, but he's getting those targets in the red zone. I don't know who else is going to be a reliable target for them other than Chris Alave. Alvin Kamara has been less than desirable. We'll get to him later in the show. Uh, he's just been a very reliable piece of their offense, and he's someone that I'm willing to chase at the tight end position in week 12, hoping for a booming performance, hoping for that touchdown. I am betting that he finds Pater this week. Uh, opposite of him, I had Hayden Hurst. Safer floor, but he's not someone that's hitting double digits uh, in fantasy. So between the two, I have to lean towards Juwan Johnson. Uh, Tennessee is tied with San Francisco with just two touchdowns allowed to, the, allowed to the tight end position. So between the two, it's a pretty even race, actually. It's really not that much in favor of Johnson. I have Hayden Hurst at tight end 11 this week. I just feel like between the two, Juwan Johnson is going to be more likely to score a touchdown because the other weapons around him just haven't been that reliable, again, other than Chris Olave, whereas Hayden Hurst, you know, he's got obviously T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. I know Samaj P. Ryan had three touchdowns last week, but I'm not banking on him to have a big game this week. Uh, and then you have the potential return of Jamar Chase. So there's just feels like there's more uh, mouse to feed in that uh, Cincinnati offense. Uh, try to keep the chat uh, going here if you uh, if you guys can. Uh, toss in some questions. We'd love to help you guys out. All right. Our next one up here, we're shifting over to the flex position. Uh, we have Damian Pierce at Miami. Najee Harris at Indianapolis or Tyler Lockett versus the Raiders at home. Pretty tough here. I have these guys all super, super close. So let's look at it. Fantasy pros, Pierce running back 18. Fantasy pros, Najee Harris running back 19. Tyler Lockett, wide receiver 20 for fantasy pros. I have them all very similar. 
So I have Lockett at wide receiver 19. I have Harris at running back 20. Feeling like I might need to move him up a bit. And Damian Pierce at running back 19. Now, Her- uh, Pierce has been the focal point of the uh, Texans offense this season. But this week, we do get that transition uh, from Davis Mills to uh, Kyle Allen. Tough to trust, right? Like, we don't know what we're going to get out of the, the quarterback waiting in the wings. Harris, on the other hand, is someone who I really like here. He's got 20 touches in back-to-back games. We were all, you know, getting the scares from Jalen Warren like he was going to come in and take over this backfield. Uh, Pittsburgh, they caught wind of it. They said, no, 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 no. Najee Harris, this is his backfield. He's been looking really good the past couple of weeks. Uh, He found Pater twice in week 11 up against the Bengals, who are, you know, they're not great against the run, but they're not terrible, right? They're kind of like a mid-tier defense up against the running back position. And he went 20 for 90, four and a half yards per carry with two rushing touchdowns and four receptions uh, on six targets. Didn't go anywhere with those uh, with those catches, just 26 receiving yards, but one of the higher games this season uh, for catches. He only has three games of four receptions or more this season, and that this is a very good matchup for him up against the, the Colts, who are allowing a lot of receptions uh, to the running back position this season. Uh, so that should be a favorable matchup for him. I like Lockett this week as well. Good game flow up against the uh, Raiders, I'm, I'm expecting in that one. Raiders are also just kind of mid-tier. They're they're average up against receivers here. So I'm going to chase the volume with Najee Harris. Call me crazy, but I'm going to go back to the well with him uh, and pick up some more shares this week. Uh, again, Indy, top five in receptions allowed to, to the running back position. I think he could get five or six catches this week on top of his you know 17 to 22 carries. And I think it's going to be a reliable spot to find Pater. So give me some Najee Harris this week. Sounds crazy. I know just a few weeks ago, everyone was writing him off, but between him, Damian Pierce, and Tyler Lockett, I like me some Najee Harris. Fire him up. Get a little crack of the neck here. All right, next up we have Paris Campbell, uh, 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 Brandon Cooks, excuse me, and Samaje P. Ryan. Let's start with Samaje P. Ryan because we've, we've talked about him a lot already. Uh, Tennessee allowing the second fewest uh, fantasy points and uh, rushing yards to the running back position. They've allowed just one rushing touchdowns or r- rushing touchdown, excuse me, to the running back position. It's not an ideal matchup. If you have Joe Mixon and he's out and you're really desperate, I get it. Uh, he could catch a few passes, but also expect Chris Evans to get involved in that run game as well. Just not someone that I trust this week. Fantasy Pros has him at running back 23. I have him backed up to running back 27. So a little bit less upside for me. Brandon Cooks, another situation it's hard to trust. You don't know what you're going to get. Is Kyle Allen going to come in and be significantly better for Davis Mills? I don't know. If you know, if you know someone who knows, let me know. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely here for it. But right now, I just don't see an argument out there in the public that's going to give me the confidence to start him, which leaves me with Paris Campbell, who I've moved up from Fantasy Pros wide receiver 38 to my wide receiver 31. Pittsburgh has allowed the most tight ends to the wide receiver position. I love it. It's a great matchup. Uh, I think that Campbell's been that great change of pace guy this season for the Colts. I know he's a fan favorite of the uh, of the fantasy football community, someone that we're always banging the drum for, but he's always hurt, right? This late in the year, he's looking really good. Again, Pittsburgh, most touchdowns allowed to the wide receiver position. Uh, Campbell has a touchdown, uh, one touchdown in his last two games, and he's getting a reliable amount of targets, uh, 15 targets in total in his last two games on 12 catches, uh, well over, what is that, 76 uh, receiving yards in week 10, 67 in week 11, 
good amount of volume here. Someone that I'm going to trust in a very good matchup. And he just looks a lot better with Matt Ryan at the helm. I think he's someone that we can easily trust in week 12. So give me Paris Campbell over Cooks and over Samaj P. Ryan this week. Let's see. We've got uh, Bricks in the chat. Appreciate you. Says, I need to win this week. Going against the tough guy. Uh, let's see. ETN or Palmer. I'm nervous about the Ravens defense. I am leaning towards ETN here. If I'm assuming that's who it is. It's Travis ETN versus Josh Palmer. If you could clear that up for me, I'd appreciate it. Um, but I like ETN here. He's been very reliable. I know he's taken a dip uh, here in, in the in the previous weeks, but with Keenan Allen coming back, I think Josh Palmer just has a little bit less upside. I think his ceiling is capped just a little bit more so uh, with Keenan and back in the lineup. You still have Gerald Everett. You still have Austin Eckler there. They have a lot of weapons. Herbert has been known to spread the ball around. So if, as long as that's Travis Etienne and I'm reading that right, I'm still going with him there. Yeah, the Baltimore Baltimore Ravens defense is pretty good, but I like the game flow there. I like Etienne to catch some passes. He's just he's just that top running back right now who's going to get all that volume. Uh, similar situation with, at least it was Ramondre Stevenson, but Kenneth Walker. Uh, he's he's a good comp to that because you look at the guys behind him um, uh, in the lineup and you're you're just not trusting him. He says yes, Etienne. Yeah, I'm still going Etienne there. Palmer's had some bright weeks in the past, but again, that's been with Keenan out. I don't believe that Mike uh, Williams is trending in a good direction right now. Again, going to be another good question for tomorrow's preview as well as we get the uh, the fantasy doc on here and we'll get some more clarity on uh, injuries and you know further upside you know going into this week. Uh, again, we're going to pay some bills here really quick. I'll be right back after this. Uh, oh no, we're all good. That's it. That was for the NBA podcast only. I don't have to talk about uh, talk about Dave, but I do use Dave. I've used it before. It's not bad, uh, especially when you're in a, a tight pinch trying to get some uh, extra uh, betting capital. You know, need need a deeper war chest when you when you got some locks uh, on the uh, on the horizon. All right, cool. So let's see, fantasy point totals. We're moving to some over under picks, and then we're gonna head out. Appreciate everybody that rode with me uh, this fine Saturday morning. Again, we will also be back tomorrow with the Sunday preview with the SGPN Fantasy Football Lounge. All right. First up, Lamar Jackson. We're talking about this matchup up against Jacksonville. Uh, Over under 19 and a half fantasy points for Lamar Jackson in this matchup on the road. I love it. I love this matchup for Lamar Jackson. Uh, Jacksonville has allowed the or has recorded, excuse me, the fourth fewest sacks up against quarterbacks. I absolutely love that with a run first uh, QB in Lamar Jackson. They are averaging. 18.3 18.3 fantasy points against to the quarterback position. This number sitting at 19 and a half. I like Lamar to total three touchdowns this week, probably with at least one on the ground. Uh, Bricks, come back to you here in the chat. Says my other question is Jimmy James Garoppolo versus T Law. I'm waiting for Deshaun to come back and I'm starting Garoppolo. Yep, Garoppolo. That's the pick for sure for me. Uh, I love that offense. Adding in CMC, we're seeing the emergence of Brandon Ayuk. We're seeing more from George Kittle now with CMC opening up the offense. You still have Debo Samuel. Like, it is a great, great group to be a part of. Don't get me wrong. I think Trevor Lawrence does have some uh, positives this week. But Garoppolo, I am not scared of at all. I believe they're playing the Saints, If, if uh, correct me if I'm wrong. And that has been a reliable matchup for quarterbacks. But, yeah, I'll be honest with you. I'm not really scared of starting Jimmy in any scenario right right now because they just have the scheme. They have what they need. They have a deep running game. I didn't even mention Elijah Mitchell uh, and all those players that I had just recognized. And he's a guy that I was just banging, just banging the drum for this offseason before he got hurt, averaged 100 yard or all-purpose yards as a rookie. 
100 purpose yards each game he played as a rookie. Everyone was surprised when he came back and had all these touches over CMC. You really shouldn't be. He's a talent that they value there. Bricks, I subscribed and gave you a thumbs up. Gave you two thumbs up, brother. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. All right, let's get back to some over-under picks here. We've got uh, Kyler Murray at the Chargers, 17 and a half fantasy points. I'm not buying it. I'm going to be taking the under here. Uh, the Chargers have been more of a mid-tier defense against quarterbacks. They haven't been very good up against the run, as I'd mentioned in the James Conner conversation, and that's where I'm leaning here. It's really weird. They've allowed the second most rushing yards to the running back position, but they've allowed the fourth fewest to the quarterback position. I found that incredibly interesting. Um, it's not going to be a situation for him to feast, uh, or Kyler Murray, that is, on the ground up against the Chargers. Those long extended plays where he's, you know, getting those extra 10 to 15 rushing yards. I'm not sure if those are going to be there for him this week. Maybe it's just because they, they've got strong end play. You know, they've had Mac, they've had Bosa. So maybe those guys have kind of played into that narrative a little bit that the quarterbacks haven't been able to run on them. But I just thought that was interesting that they've allowed so many rushing yards, but not to the quarterback position specifically. So I'm on the under for Murray this week. Could be a bigger Connor week. And honestly, I, I just haven't trusted the Arizona Cardinals offense as of late. So he's just someone that I'm a little bit lower on more so recently. Could be more, more recency bias. All right, next up, we've got Derrick Henry versus the Bengals over under 14 and a half fantasy points. Cincinnati, they're, they're like mid-tier up against the run. I look for Derrick Henry to have a pretty reliable role in, in, in this game. So I like him to go over this number. I think it could be close. Do I have him pulled up here? I do. So, yeah, in his last handful of games, he's gone over this number in the majority of them. So week 11, 22 fantasy points. Week 10, just six. Week 9, 19 over. Week 8, 30 fantasy points over. My goodness, that was against Houston. They've allowed the most fantasy points to the running back position. Uh, and then the week prior to that, he did hit the under in week 7 up against the Colts. 12.2. Still came pretty close, right? So in the majority of his last five games started, he's hitting this number. I think he can find Pater twice this week, but it does feel like a game that could be a little bit more friendly to the passing game, but we saw Derrick Henry throw a touchdown last week, right? Like who knows what they could draw him up for. So I'm going to take the over. He's going to have the volume. It should be a friendly game uh, for scoring purposes. So I'll take the over for Derrick Henry. Next guy up. I am not taking the over for Alvin Kamara. Uh, he's at 12 and a half fantasy points, driving the number down because he hasn't hit this number in three straight games. Alvin Kamara has been killing me. He's just not someone that I trust. Uh, he's going up against San Francisco, who has a pretty respectable defense to the running back position. So I'm going to stay off of him this week. Give me the under 12 and a half fantasy points. Just been really disappointing. You're not really sure who to trust there in that offense other than Jawan Johnson. Give me some Jawan Johnson again this week. <laughs> offense is absolutely brutal you don't know whose week it's going to be could it be an alave week could it be Taysom hill it's been absolutely nuts Jawan johnson always right he's scoring touchdowns god nuts all right next up here and we've got about four four more picks left a couple of wide receivers and tight ends again appreciate you guys riding along with me if you haven't already be sure to smash the like button share the video and follow us on youtube.com backslash sgpn fantasy all right, next up, A.J. Brown versus the Packers over under 12 and a half fantasy points. Looking at this number, it feels like it's pretty friendly, right? But if you look at Brown's numbers and if you look at his game logs, in his last six games, he's three and three to this number. So I think I have a coin here. Let's just go ahead and flip one and that'll make our decision. Uh, this is my lucky coin. It has really no face 
or no tails. It's just completely beat to shit. Kind of similar to myself. Don't let the Peter Parker physique fool you under this, you know, um, you know, boyish figure is a sad old man, just like this coin. So let's give it a flip. This is the tails version. So we're going to go to the under. It doesn't look like tails, but it really is. You'll have to just trust me on it. So I'm going to go to the under here. Uh, the Packers defense, again, mid tier up against receivers. It's, it's, you know, okay, but it's not great. Uh, we'll say it's a bigger Devonte Smith game. We'll say it's a bigger uh, run, run friendly game, trying to keep uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers off the field. So I'll take the under. Like it's a really a coin flip. It could go either way. You're not going to sit AJ Brown in fantasy, but at the same time, you know, when you're looking at these numbers and these picks and taking props, it's not a number that I trust. It's not something that's you know crushing me with uh, waves of confidence. We'll say. All right, next up, we've got uh, Keenan Allen at Arizona, over under 12 and a half fantasy points. I like it. I, I like Keenan Allen this week. Arizona top 10 in most receptions allowed to the wide receiver position. I like it. Uh, Keenan Allen had eight targets last week and really his first week back. Like he had seven weeks off, but one of those games, he came back and he grabbed two targets for the sake of, I don't know, grabbing two targets. I don't know if he just wanted to catch his game check or whatever, but. He got in. He didn't do much of anything. I believe that was a couple of weeks ago. He was back last week. He looked healthy. He looked good. He had over 90 receiving yards. He had five catches on eight targets. Uh, give me a, a good week for Keenan Allen up against the Arizona Cardinals. Again, they've allowed the tenth or top 10 uh, for receptions allowed to the wide receiver position. We've got Bricks back in the chat. Jets defense, commander's defense. I have the Jets uh, banged up or not playing fields. If Fields is not in that game, I'm going with the Jets. JTS, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Commandos, off the top of my head, why don't I know who the Commandos are playing? If you want to drop that in the chat, I don't have them pulled up uh, right in front of me here. They've been better. They've been better in recent weeks, uh, but for some reason, the matchup is escaping me here. Let me try and pull something up. I can get off this player card that I have here. I know I have Terry on this team. They're playing Atlanta. I don't know if I like that. Atlanta, they've been scoring points. You know, they've been a top 10 team in points so far this season. So I think I like the Jets there more so, especially if Fields is not playing. If Fields is playing, it's more of a coin flip. All right, now we're moving over to the tight ends. We're going to wrap up the show. So be sure to get your final questions in here. Uh, we've got Mark Andrews at Jacksonville, 14 and a half. It's an absolute smash. It's not even a question. Mark Andrews, believe it or not, my number one tight end this week because he's going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's not a slight whatsoever to Travis Kelsey. I believe, I don't, why don't I know who they're playing? Why don't I know who uh, Mahomes is playing this week? They're playing the Rams. Really good matchup still. Oh, always, always a good matchup up, up, up against the Rams this season. Sage, appreciate you, brother. Hope you're doing good today. Hope you're having a good weekend and a holiday. Um, yeah, Rams have been bleeding yards. Um, where was I going with that? Sorry. Oh, uh, between Andrews and Kelsey. Still like Andrews a lot this week. He's an absolute smash over the 14 and a half fantasy points. Uh, easy one for me to clear. If he was at 16 and a half, I would take it. The Jaguars aren't great up against the tight end position, but they're terrible up against the wide receiver position. And Mark Andrews is more of a receiver for the Ravens than he is a tight end. And the last one up here, Foster Morrow over under eight and a half fantasy points. Seattle allowing the second most fantasy points to the tight end position. Smash. I'll take it. He hasn't been hitting that number, but I think it's a week that he can hit it. I think that is a week uh, he can hit it. Uh, Sage asking, should I sell DJ Moore or hang on to him? If you get a good pick, like if, you, if you're sitting at the bottom of your standings, I like getting off of him for a decent pick. But here's the thing you got to keep in mind is 
DJ Moore could be on the move this offseason, right? Like if he goes to a desperate team like the Bears, if they, you know, finally sack up and say, hey, we're willing to pay for a guy like DJ Moore, the Chase Claypool experiment isn't working out, even with a solid uh, quarterback play in Justin Fields. You know, you could see a team like uh, the Bears get aggressive and go after him. Obviously, they've shown now that they have a, a good QB going forward. Um, I mean, the Broncos, the Packers, uh, the, the 49ers, the Chiefs. I mean, there's a lot of teams that could use him next season where I could see him you know, getting on the move. Heck, even the Rams. There's just a lot of opportunity for him to get off that roster this offseason. So make sure that you're getting, you know, round one um, draft capital in return. Whether it's a late round, a late first, I don't think you're going to get a top five for him next season. I would be targeting guys that are at the you know top of their standings, you know the the top four, top six teams right now that might be willing to move uh, over to DJ Moore. Crazy to hear it, but Sam Darnold's coming back this week. DJ Moore has never really looked bad with Sam Darnold, so I'm interested to see how that's going to look with him back. Um, that's a good question for going forward there. Uh, I definitely want first round capital or two seconds if possible. So just make sure you're getting good value back because while he hasn't been great this season in dynasty, someone that I trust, trust, trust going forward. Uh, says I put on a pretty good show, getting pretty popular. Appreciate you, buddy. Appreciate you. Usually I have a, uh, a guest with me, but you know, holiday weekend, we all got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, my guest had to cancel, had some family stuff come up and I get it because I had family stuff all week to do. I had my family come and visit. It was great to to visit with them and hang out over the holidays, uh, catch some football. Sage says, appreciate you. Appreciate you too, sir. We had um, the sports books finally come live to Maryland. It was absolutely great. Uh, my first pick was uh, Jamal Williams. Any uh, first touchdown <laughs> plus 850. Ding, 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 ding. It was awesome. It was great. So, yeah, it was uh, it was a good week. Uh, appreciate everybody that rode with us today. Uh, going to be dropping this episode now over on Spotify. So be sure to go over there, download the episode, leave us a review, uh, share, you know, of course, the the feed and the stream from YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at SGPN Fantasy. And you can follow me on Twitter at SGPNJB. Take care, be well, be good. And if you can't be good, be good at it. We'll see you.